really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more, all about the world of rugby union. As always, I am your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it all over the globe. If you'd like to get in touch, well, please do. I'm on Twitter at of Scrum. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. You can always just drop me an email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. So as you've undoubtedly noticed, this is once again, not the weekly episode. But yet another bonus episode, and this time, we've got a little lineup of Free Jacks fans to talk about what it's been like being a Free Jacks fan for the last several years. We'll, of course, talk about some other stuff, but the main focus will be discussing what it's like being a fan at Fort Quincy and what we all have to look forward to in the coming year. So my guests were Phil, Josh, and Spider, all fellow superfans. Um, apologies in advance. Um, Josh's audio wasn't particularly fantastic but as always he has incredible insights so it's absolutely worth sticking to it um but i do apologize for that it was great to talk to all three of them as always uh i can't be uh wait to be back in the stands with them and everybody else when the new season comes around so with the admin out of the way let's get right to our guests all right so i hit the recording uh so basically, uh, I'm just going to check in with you a little bit, and then I've got tw- ten questions for you about your wow, okay. your fan experience as a Free Jack fan. Okay. And that's about it. My plan is I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to Josh, and I'm going to talk to Spider, and I'm going right. to give all y'all the same questions and see okay. how those things kind of match up. And it'll just, you know that's the point of this little bonus pod. Perfect. Love it. I'll probably. Pause for a second so I can leave an obvious gap in the audio. Mm-hmm. So, our first guest for this fan experience special is, of course, who else? Your friend and mine, the man behind the Jacks Rangers show, joining us from the Granite Outpost, Mr. <laughs> Phil Harris. Phil, buddy, how the heck are you? Huzzah, David. I'm back again. Uh, what is this, like seven appearances now? I'm pretty good. How are seven, you? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think you're you're still the record holder, I'm pretty sure. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. Um, give us a quick little glimpse into how your summer has gone. Anything fun or cool to report from up north? Uh, pretty good, you know. Um, mostly just hanging around, working. Uh, just went on summer vacation. I, we were going to go to the Cape, but I kind of nixed that idea because it's just so it's just so like normal to go to the Cape. It's so common. <laughs> I wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so I went up to Stephen King land there at old orchard beach. And I did not realize this prior to getting up there, but it's like the Canuck Riviera. People were speaking French more than English. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? The Canuck you know? Riviera. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of Canadian flags, a lot of uh, French Canadians <laughs> there speaking French. Uh, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it though. Yeah. I knew some kids in high school who had grown up in Stephen King's neighborhood. And I guess mm-hmm. it's like a, a rite of passage as a kid. 
you know, what year are you brave enough to go to his house <laughs> trick-or-treating right. on Halloween? Because he goes all out. Of course. How can you not? Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Stephen King as well. So I love Maine. Not a big fan of the Cape in general, or just the idea of it, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it's, my It's the getting to and from the Cape that stinks. It's, it, yeah, it's it's nerve-wracking. I've, I've been one time, and that had nothing to do with the beach. I just went to go get ice cream and then uh, peaced out. <laughs> that better have been damn good ice cream <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. we do was. have great mini golf is what i like the cape for that's about it there you go yeah i'm a big mini golf player we played up at old orchard beach at the uh, pirate cove there which was awesome yeah yeah i've been there it's fantastic it it's is a great it one. is yep <laughs> so do you have a, a favorite stephen king book or one that you've most recently gotten think- through it is the is my absolute favorite of so all good. time. Um, the Shining's really good. Um, I'm reading Misery right now. I'm about halfway ah. through. Yeah, it is very miserable. <laughs> just, the, the, I mean, not in terms of like the, the book quality, but just the, the, what's going on in the book is is difficult to get through. Yeah, you find your neck kind of hunching up as you're reading. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. What about the um, oh, Doctor Sleep and the sort of sh- Shining follow up? Yes, got now. I've got about halfway through that one. My mistake was I watched the movie and then maybe like three months later, I started the book and both yep. of them are just okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm finding it a little bit difficult to get through, but it is very cool. It's like, oh, this is, uh, this is Danny, you know, uh, the, the son. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Yep. Okay. I've asked you here to talk about our fan experiences, our mutual fan experiences as Free Jacks fans. Um, I've got 10 questions for you about your overall fan experience. So do you have your tricorn thinking cap on? Uh, yes, I am ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these I have a feeling I already know the answer to. For instance, the, the easiest of all, of course, are you in fact still a season ticket holder? It was only a month or so ago that they gave us the chance to renew. Absolutely. I'm, I'm assuming you jumped on that quick. Yes, day of, uh, I immediately called my guy and ordered the tickets. Um, I'm going to be right where I was previously, which is Excellent. like my, maybe the most maybe the best tickets in the entire house is right below the media box there at the very top in midway, you know, half the 50 meter line there Yep, right on the aisle. So um, I think everybody kind of congregates there now, sometimes uh, uh, during the match and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a good time. That whole section, section five, I'm calling the rowdy Rangers Yeah, yeah. because it's got all, I don't think the free Jacks specifically wanted this to happen per se, because the, <laughs> the most expensive tickets in the house, but it seems like all, all of the rowdy, most passionate, loudest, uh, probably is the best way to describe it, fans yep. have uh, congregated there um, instead of the brigade. It does seem organic, too. Like, um, For sure. The first game of the season, you know, there was a big sort of concentration of people there. But every single game, it got louder. It mm-hmm. felt felt more organized. Yes. J- Josh has got a set of lungs on him, huh? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he really brings the energy. Like, um, you know, we, we love to do the chants and stuff like that. But there's a lack of energy unless Josh is there it is it's truly notable when he walks through the door uh, sometimes he's been late to games and stuff like that i think uh most notably he was his birthday weekend he was late to the game he got in maybe like five minutes after kickoff or something like that but the energy level just increased so yep. much when he got there because people understand that he's kind of like the leader of certain chants you know uh-huh. so yeah, it's it's very good. It, it, it is very organic. This is not something that we're necessarily planning as well as we could, but it's nice to know that it's coming together regardless of the strategic stuff. Yeah, like I say, at the beginning of the year, it was like kind of noticeable. And by the end, it was a teaming throng. Like you yes. say, that whole section's just yes. kind of bumping at a different level. It's pretty yeah, nice. that, that's where you want to be if you want to be uh, a part of the Rowdy Rangers. Yeah, for sure. But if you want to get hit by a, an errant ball that no. smashes your beer into your chest, <laughs> that's when you sit where I sit. Yeah, that was 
interesting. Uh, have you told that story on the show yet? <laughs> I th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I think I, I think I did a good job of complaining about it a lot and telling you know letting Utah know that they still owe me a beer. That's right. Five dollars or a beer. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way. Uh, I, I'm going to talk to, like I said, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to Josh. I'm going to talk to Spider. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I talked to Josh, it was great, of course. And uh, But what, the funniest thing he said was when he was first sort of getting back into refereeing, mm-hmm. they, <laughs> they discouraged him a little bit because they said, you know what? You're too fat for this. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> Take a look at the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would hate to see what they would say to me, to be honest. (laughs) I don't think I qualify as a person in that case. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So that that was an easy question. Number one, question number two, we get a a little less obvious. So if the free Jacks hadn't found their home at Fort Quincy and had Mm. ended up having to remain at union point there in Weymouth, would you still be a season ticket holder? Absolutely. Yeah. I, the thing is you don't know um what you've got until it's gone but in this case it's the opposite right where we we know that fort quincy is certainly an upgrade um when we talk about fort union point it's the the gravel pit comes to mind um the the parking situation that some people had to deal with comes to mind and stuff like that but the thing is is that was only temporary and thank god the free jacks had the foresight to know that you know this is what's going to happen just for now and then we're going to upgrade and and fort quincy is definitely an upgrade i would definitely still be a steven uh excuse me a (laughs) season ticket holder (laughs) but at the same time like um it it would be a little bit more difficult uh to to make that track no and that those are the amenities that are available yeah the um i mean i gotta ask this question three in fact is how much do you think that would have impacted other people you and i yeah. sort of decided right at the outset we're in right. for this we yes. want to we want to be on the ground floor and, and stay there mm-hmm. um but other people who maybe were trying it out do you think mm-hmm. that the free jacks as an organization would have been you know, negatively impacted by staying there instead of moving to Quincy? It's definitely possible. Now, everybody, you know, nobody is going to be 100% content all the time. We yep. know that, uh, you know, some people complained initially when they announced Quincy was the the, the venue, but um, this is definitely an upgrade. And I feel like they're doing this uh, down the road, hopefully about five and eight, you know, eight, five to eight years from now, we'll get our own stadium to call home. Fingers mm. crossed on that. But this is the perfect environment right now. And and uh, Union Point was just basically a cocoon that has hatched this beautiful butterfly. So um, yeah, it, that's, we're, that's we're, a great way to put it. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would still be a season ticket holder, but I imagine that some people would not would pass on that. So question four is, do you think or maybe fear, you know, that the departure of a player like Bodine Waka will impact attendance and sort of overall fan enthusiasm, fan support? No. Uh, I know that people are still upset with uh, with Waka leaving. Most notably, you know, we posted a departure graphic about two weeks ago, and we had some reactions to people saying that they're still sad that he's gone. But the ultimate thing to keep in mind as we continue to grow this thing is that no one player is bigger than the club. The badge means more than any player, you know, I'm a Manchester United uh, fan and some people are going to roll their eyes right now because they hate soccer, but I'm just going to go into my soccer rant real quick. Cristiano Ronaldo is maybe the best soccer player that has ever lived. It's definitely a debatable thing. Everybody's going to laugh me. um, The fact fact that even I I have heard of him, that tells you a lot. For sure. (laughs) You know, and he's one of the best of all time, but he's not bigger than the club that he plays for, which is Manchester United, one of the most storied clubs in all of uh, world soccer. 
So, uh, you know, we have to have that approach with players, regardless of who it is, regardless of the heartstrings that they may have pulled with uh, people. Um, ultimately, you know, it is all about the free jacks rather than the players themselves. And, and rugby is a great sport that uh, really highlights that. It's, it's mm. not about individual. It's about the team. It's about we. So, um, you know, it is a sad thing, but ultimately the man is getting um, life-changing money. So yeah. that is to be celebrated by going over there. And he said that he would be back. So I don't think we've seen the end of Bodine Waka. Um, one thing to keep in mind, as long as the team wins, the, there will be crowds there. Yep. Now, if they start playing like DC, uh, DC, then we might see some uh, some spaces in the stands there that, uh, that haven't been filled. But uh, I think as long as they continue to win, the attendance will be fine. New England fans like W's. That's absolutely correct. And they expect them to. It, it's funny too. I, I really, this is just a side thing, but what you said really struck an, a, a nerve with me. Like it is a sport where one person can't change the outcome entirely. Mm -hmm. um, been watching a lot of NPC recently and you'll have this player who's so good and they, they, they see an opportunity, they make a break and boom, they're, they're out of there. They're way down the field. And then mm -hmm. they realize they have no support and it's, right. it ends up being a turnover yep. because without your mates literally right there, right. It, you just can't do what needs to be done. That, it's not the same with other sports, but with you, the term with you and support are huge in rugby because you absolutely, as you're saying, you cannot do it yourself. It is not about individual accolades as much as it is about team performance truly in rugby as one of the few sports that you can say that. So on a scale of one to five, five mm -hmm. being smashing Nola gold by 52 points last <laughs> night, and one being not being able to get a beer at Hoboken RFC. Huh. Uh, how would you rate your overall fan experience with the New England Free Jacks? Uh, I will say it's between a seven or an eight. We'll say 7.5. Um, there's room to grow for sure. You know, we, I think as fans, we should anticipate and expect from this uh, organization that there will be upgrades. They will listen to, you know, uh, feedback and stuff like that. Um, I think the, the team on the field will probably be around the same win total next year, even though we're losing uh, certain players. Mm. But I think, you know, when you get into Fort Quincy and you experience that fan experience, um, it's been fantastic. It's much better than most teams offer. I think it's fair to say that sure. I've been to two other um, you know, club venues at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think there's room for improvement, but I think we're vastly better than most of the league when it comes to that sort of thing. By the way, another quick side note, do you have plans or at least ideas this year about visiting two more, you know, away games? You yes. Know, you, got, you got to New Jersey and you got yes. to Toronto this That's year. Right. Um, do, you, do you already have your plan or? Well, we got to wait until the schedule comes out, right? But we right. for sure will go to the New Jersey uh, away games because it's really, it feels like a home game uh, to a certain extent when we go there. <laughs> now, you know, the, the actual atmosphere inside of the stadium is something that we have to create ourselves because New York certainly isn't doing it, or excuse me, New Jersey, how dare I? But yeah. um, it, it's difficult uh, since there's no alcohol and stuff like that. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with them, right? If they stay in Hoboken, that's, that's a real stinker. But ultimately, it feels like a homecoming when we go down there because we've performed so well down there and our fans really show out so we'll definitely def uh, continue to go to the new jersey uh fixtures and then it's a it's a big question mark uh there's a couple teams that i would love to visit my girlfriend and i uh houston away would be fantastic right rugby specific stadium i've got family in houston yeah you have connections to texas i houston absolutely yep 
Um, and it doesn't seem very expensive uh, generally to get from Boston to Houston for whatever reason. It's, it's generally cheaper, uh, cheaper than other places. And Seattle, I think, would be a fantastic, great I was just atmosphere, say Seattle. great fans, um, totally different, uh, you know, area. Lot to to see, right? The, that fish market comes to mind, and that sort yeah. of thing. So, uh, yeah, I think it would be a blast to go plus, to either of plus those two. Broccoli guy. Yeah, of course. How can you forget him? And of course, uh, our buddy Rookie the Sea Wolf as well, who's a fantastic. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, Orca, I guess is the best way to describe him. <laughs> so same scale, how would you rate the actual facilities at Fort Quincy? I'm talking about the, the physical space, the stands, the pitch, mm. um, you know, the, the actual sort of brick and mortar side. Um, I'm going to be, uh, critical a little bit here and I'm going to say it's a six there. They, yeah. There's a lot that can be improved, right? Okay. Um, you know, the field itself, I think, uh, you know, just the modern aspect of it, the actual turf itself is fine, but the markings on there are a problem. Um, for the, for the players too, not just for the fans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, that type of, yeah, if it's not grass, there's always the concern of knee injuries and stuff like that. We saw that this year with Peter Janssen. Um, I, I think that it's a bit old, but it also has a bit of a charming quality to it. Mm. But it's certainly not uh, where Houston is. I, if you want to consider Houston a 10 with the rugby-specific stadium, it's you know practically brand new. It's mm. rugby-specific. It's the right size. It's got all these amenities and stuff like that. So I think a six is a solid, it, you know, a, a more room to grow, right? The Free Jacks can definitely improve mm. um, the venue as we continue here, if we're going to be there for uh, five to eight years, they definitely have that, uh, that wiggle room there to improve it. Well, teams like the Sabercats have the uh, additional sort of advantage of having no real precipitation to speak of. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Wearing down their area. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> There's definitely that maintenance aspect that has to come into play there um, at Fort Quincy uh, where they don't have that in other places. I for sure. So how would you rate same scale, the, the festival atmospheres that they worked so hard to bring each week this, this past year. I think Ollie did a, a great job. Each one seemed very distinctive. The posters were amazing. Um, sort of up and down success-wise. Yes. Um, yes. How would you rate overall the attempt to make this festival atmosphere happen every single home game? I'm going to give it another 7.5. You know, room to grow, but it's still very, very good. Um, well above average, I would say. Now, as you're saying, there were some hit and misses, right? Some of them, you know, you read it on the thing and you're just like, what am I supposed to do with this, right? Like I can't, and, and, and at the same time, some of them are just not exciting to me, but they're exciting to other people, right? So we have to consider, you know, other people's um, likes and dislikes and stuff like that, that have to be factored into this overall um, theme and festival experience. But for me, um, yeah, I think 7.5 is good. There's room for improvement, but overall they've done a fantastic job. Um, I would like to see some different ones mixed in next year or next mm. season rather, um, for the ones that were a little bit head scratching. Yeah. The, I'm still scratching my head about the, the jazz and ska thing. I'm still yeah, trying I, to, I, I still don't really see the connection between those two things. I think if I was on jeopardy and they said, uh, the, the, the answer is jazz and ska. My question would be, uh, what are two genres I never pay attention to? Right, exactly. Yeah, same here. I think that one's my least favorite. Um, and hopefully they'll they'll fix that. I would love to see. Now, this is me personally. I understand that most people are not going to enjoy this, but I think it would be slightly better than uh, what we were presented last year. I would love to see a, a country uh, themed. Mm. Uh, if we're going to go with music, you know, 
country, one of the largest, uh, or excuse me, what is it? They always throw this out here. It's like the most radio stations in the entire United States play country music, uh, mm. amazingly enough. So um, I think that would be a good one to to have uh, as opposed to this, the ska and um I feel like the, the dress up opportunities would be a lot clearer. Absolutely. You know, you get a cowboy hat, cowboy boots, Wrangler jeans. I mean, that that's easy. Flannel shirt, right? I like it's just, you know, it, it's super easy to do. Dobro. Uh or what is that? What is that called? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, lap, yeah, yeah. slap steel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so quick side question, not one of the ten, but um, which of the festival themes was in fact your favorite? Superhero was up there. Uh, hmm. just because you know it's a uh, you know, I think that was also the Friday the 13th one or am uh, I wrong? No, it was. Yeah. So, it, so. It, we, what we did, it, it happened to end up on Friday the 13th. Right. So a lot of people were like, you know, super cool. Uh, superheroes. Awesome. You know, a lot of people are going to dress up for that, but let's also pay homage to Friday the 13th oh, yeah. and, and the creepiness of that. So we had the, uh, the, the Jason masks. masks. Yeah. It was a blast. Um, I think that one's up there, you know, obviously the, um, the, uh, the, fr- the, uh, excuse me, the St. Patrick's day, uh, was fantastic as well. You know, the weather was not perfect. It was very New England weather, but um, classic New England. We yeah, a, ni- a nice little, nice little swirling blizzard for St. Patrick's Day. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good one as well. I really enjoyed that one. I my I think my strongest memory from that game was afterwards getting some autographs there as the players were you know leaving the pitch and every single one of them to a man sa- said, "Sorry, mate, I can't feel my fingers. I don't know if I'm writing this or not." <laughs> Yeah, I love the uh, the the clip that the Free Jacks put out recently, where uh, it was that game, and they were I guess they wanted maybe a hydration break or something like that, and the foreign players are just freezing their butts off. They look uh, very concerned, <laughs> and then Cam Davidis was just uh, ear ear to ear smile on his yeah. face. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm home." Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of players got in some extra jumping jacks that night in For between sure. in between plays. Um, another side question though. What is a theme you you kind of hinted at this? What is a theme you're hoping to see this year? You mentioned country could be a good one. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts been bouncing around with you? I don't know how popular with this one would be, but the costumes would be awesome. Um, you know, we had uh, mags on at the uh, I think it was the preseason for um, Jack's Ranger show, and he had mentioned that he was vetoed on the possibility of having a Ted Lasso themed. Uh, uh festival i thought that would be kind of cool plus uh-huh. i got the i've already got the mustache of that yeah season. yeah i've dressed up as ted lasso on your show it was uh, amazing the halloween episode so i think that would be a lot of fun i kind of think we should do that again this year by the way i the, the, the halloween episode was nothing like any of the others and i, I think it was a, a good thing to i enjoyed start. it yeah the the creepy stories were fantastic i love yeah. that yeah it, it took a ton of work to find any of them so i'm a little worried that that well might be dry but um, maybe i can i've got time to think about it we could always do a, a New England themed one as well. There's plenty of uh, ghost stories around the New England area that you could pull. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to our actual questions. How would you rate the beverage options at Fort Quincy? And yes, you can <laughs> definitely plug down East Cider if you'd like to. Uh, not at that. So you got it wrong. It's Storm Along, right? Storm along. Uh, sorry, so, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> don't drink down East Cider. That's never stuff ever is drink from Concentrate. They, they, they ship it in. They don't do fresh pressed locally sourced apples. Um, Storm Along, uh, being there with the unfiltered is fantastic. Um, that's really all that I've got. I, that's all that I've paid attention to. That's everything that I get at the mm. stadium. But I know that there's other options out there that people get, including um, Anheuser-Busch was brought in, I think maybe two games into it. So that appeals to certain people, right? I mean, sure. uh, uh, I grew up uh, on Bud. Uh, Bud Heavy is what we call it, Budweiser. Um, Bud Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Instead heard that. Instead of Bud Light. Yeah, right? yeah. I've um, never heard that. 
And so I'm glad that that's out there for people and there's other options as well, but storm along is, is, uh, is my choice, of course. So second to last question here, uh, how would you rate the food options? Now I do want you to be honest. Mm. I, I personally know there are no vegan options there. Mm-hmm. Is that a big deal for you? Or do you, are you kind of used to that as a, you know, cause I mean, yeah. I mean, what stadium do you go to? That's like, Oh, here you go here. Right. Is, the, you know. There's no options available for us that I'm aware of. I mean, I would guess you could get like a funnel cake if they offer those, because that is technically oh. vegan. Right. Um, but what my girlfriend and I do is we just, you know, we, we pick a place of vegan restaurants mm. uh, prior to, so that's the way that we do it. Um, other than that, I, I guess it's just like the traditional food. I don't even look for that, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I, as long as they're, you know, they're offering things that people enjoy, I'm totally good with that. Um, I think it's probably fine if it's just the regular stadium offerings. It's kind of funny, too. So, you know, on social media, some some of the times that you would find these places ahead of time, you'd post a pic and say something nice yes. about it. Yeah. I really think you should lean into that. I, th- I think that's, that's really? a unique thing about your fan experience. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think there's got to be people out there who are wondering, is yeah. this a place I should try and so on? I just, um, you you did those things as kind of throwaways. And I feel mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. incorporate it into your overall content even more this year. I would love, I know I would be checking it out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind for sure. Um, I would say that like, for me, the way that I approach veganism and stuff like that, I just assume that there's, there's never going to be any, you know, options whatsoever ever. And then sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. So I don't, you know, push that sort of stuff on anybody. And I definitely don't really bring it up to the free jacks at all to, to provide that because it's just such a small minority of people that are interested in that sort of thing so yeah it's, it's yeah. hard to imagine setting up one booth just for you and just for me right, right. <laughs> so final question about your fan experience at least yeah what are you most looking forward to next year oh man i think for me uh and this is of course a part of the fan experience um is i just want to see would you getting the- new shoes <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like just, um, I don't know, like for me, you know, I I can certainly analyze all of this sort of stuff as someone that does this as a strictly, you know, free Jacks podcast, the Jacks Ranger show. But it, as long as the game takes place, I'm not really bothered by anything else, to be honest with you. Like, you know, the, the, the festivals are kind of cool just because you can dress up, but like, I don't pay attention to the music that they play when, like, when mm. I'm walking through or anything like that, I don't really care about the, the, the brew stuff at like the, the, you know, all of that sort of stuff that takes place. Like, I just want to watch the game. So mm-hmm. as long as the team, you know, comes close to or exceeds the, the successes they had on the field, I'm pretty much happy. Right. Like that's, that's my approach to it. Um, Definitely want improvements for overall fan experience for everybody. But to me, it, it, you know, it's just one aspect of it. But the large majority of it is team performance for me. I want yep. to make sure that the team continues to make the playoffs each year and is a consistent winner. That's what's, the, you know, for me, that's the fan experience that I see. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when the, the final whistle blows, if the team has won, I'm happy. If they lose, I'm sad. Like everything else <laughs> is just kind of filler, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it can kind of help uh, one way or the other, but it, the vast majority of it is, is, did we win or did we lose? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too. Is it, 
because I'm obviously always there in time to catch some of the festival stuff, but it, sure, it yeah. always interests me for a few minutes. And then I'm right by the field Absolutely. because I, I want to see the warm-ups. I want to see the practicing me, lineouts. Me I want to see drills. I want to see coach walking around like he's a security guard. <laughs> you know, now, keep in mind that the Free Jacks themselves are smarter than us, and they want to appeal to as many people as possible just to get them through the door because maybe they've never heard of rugby, but they want the other experience like the brew fests that they have or the yep. festivals, all of that sort of stuff is catered to those people. And that is absolutely necessary for them to be successful, you know, years and years down the road. So they're looking at it way, way longer than we are. And they have much more uh, financial stake and all that sort of stuff into the product. So they want those, those uh, catch-alls, I guess uh, you could say, but for us, it's not really that big of a deal. It all comes down to the play on the field. It's funny too. So I, I took my son to go see the Worcester Red Sox for the very first time yep. yes, yesterday, in fact, nice. and what a beautiful park. Oh, and, unbelievable. And if you want a, a lesson in how to do fan experience, mm-hmm. go to a minor league baseball game. That's right. Yeah. There, there's never a dull moment. The thing about that is like, you don't really know who the players are per se, unless you're really a hardcore Red Sox fan. Like let's say 95% of the people don't know who the players are. And really the outcome of the game in minor league baseball doesn't matter because they they aren't the Boston Red Sox, right? So you're there for the fan experience. And I think that's what the Free Jacks are catering to right now for the vast majority of people. But, and we're in the minority that just care about the, the, the product on the field and what takes place and the wins and losses and stuff like that. It is a bit of a reverse thing but the free jacks have to incorporate that fan experience being you know a, a thousand times you know exceeding people's expectation to get them to yep. come back and then they happen to see the rugby because you know they, they've got the beer they've listened to the music now they're sitting down because everybody else is and they're watching some sort of weird yeah. sport and they're like huh this might be interesting maybe i'll come back right yeah yeah no i think they're doing a great job of that i, I, yeah. I think it's very very savvy of them i think it's great i hope they continue to do that mm-hmm. but you know you and i will be there getting hit by errant balls by yes no <laughs> players while we're watching warm-ups absolutely <laughs> yep so if you don't mind i'd love to ask you just a, a few more free jacks questions before i let you sure, go Is that yeah, okay with you? absolutely let's do it so f- first up a lot of former free jacks are currently playing down in the npc in new zealand mm-hmm. yep. did you end up coughing up the dough to get flow rugby or as i call it blow rugby they will never get any of my money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> those the, those bastards that, that I, if that place burned to the ground and there was no casual as be like that eh, you know oh, oh well <laughs> they, they yeah. started carrying the french top 14 this very weekend yeah. so if, obviously there's seven matches they botched four of them that sounds right yeah one, unfortunately one more thing that i won't be able to watch you know uh, it, it sucks but i'm watching the highlights on the uh, all blacks youtube page that's the way mm-hmm. that i'm getting that content you know uh, always pulling for our guys that are under contract with the free jacks um unfortunately we've had some injuries and stuff like that for a couple of those guys but i know that jesse peretti is absolutely killing it down there with yeah. uh, taranaki and i believe mills uh Serenivi was able to get into the development squad this uh, this over the, this past weekend but other yeah. guys one of them we got a season-long injury that will also affect the free jacks and stan vandenhoven unfortunately uh Terrell took a bit of a head knock, uh, found that out. And I believe that Slade Wilson is also injured right now for his club. And I saw Jesse hobble off, but that he was back the very next week. And, you know, he, he's, yes. locked, he's locked into that starting lineup. And That's right. He's exactly the same, you know, push everyone's buttons kind of guy he was here. He's, he's the just, pest. He's the pest. I, I don't care. I will fight you, Peretti. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so this is something we actually chatted about on the Jacks Rangers show recently. But, you know, who, who are a couple of the players you'd consider dream signings for the Free Jacks? Oh, man. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to say because, like, a dream signing would be, 
Oh boy. I think you're uh, a Cipriani fan. I think you've been talking I about am, him. I, I am to a certain extent because he was a wasp guy. Right. But I understand that he has a bit of baggage. Like he's not a great locker room guy, apparently, mm. you know, um, he's a bit of a sulk, I think. So that type of stuff, you got to be really careful with bringing in talent yeah. and then having like, but basically like poison in the locker room because that can affect performance and stuff like that with other guys. So you got to be real careful. Um, I don't really know. Like AJ McGinty for me is my dream oh, signing man. at 10, yeah. but that's not going to happen. Right. He just signed a contract with Bristol bears, unfortunately. So, um, but I think he would be the perfect 10 to come in and really take control and, and um, and be that type of 10 that we need at this club to kind of create things. AJ loves contact way too much. <laughs> Every time I watch him play, I'm sitting there like cringing, yeah, and, yeah. you know, wringing my hands like, no, don't hit him. Don't no. <laughs> uh, out of the players who have left, who do you think yes. you're going to miss the most? I think there's kind of an obvious one, but I'm guessing you, you might zag instead of zig there. Um. I think Waka will be missed the most uh, for sure. Um, but unfortunately for me, you know, this is just only because of a season long ending injury that has popped up in yeah. the NPC is Stan Vandenhoven. Yep. Um, I think with his height, you know, you can't teach height, right? Like right. he's, he's a freak with, I, I think he's like six foot seven or something like that. That's right. And he's also very young. He's not even like 23 years old at this point. So that's a guy that I would have loved to have back, but unfortunately he got injured uh, down there at Taranaki will be out the entire season. And by the way, he wanted to come back. That's important too. Like these guys want to have a good, we want them to have a good experience in the Boston area. Some are just not the right fit. They don't like it or whatever, so they don't come back. Um, some chase the money, which is perfectly fine, right? Yep. But this guy had an intention to come back. He wanted to come back, but just unfortunately has picked up that injury. So I will miss him the most. And by the way, you know, I was a, a lock as well um, back in my day. So I always have a, um, a special place in my heart for locks and second rows. Who is someone that you can see making, you know, making the leap to the next level as a player this coming season? Uh, do you mean just like better performance yeah, on, yeah. for the free jacks? Yep. Mm, interesting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and go out on a limb here a little bit and say Terrell Pita, who has a ton of potential, right? Unfortunately, yep. the, the situation down in there in New Zealand from some family tragedy took him away from the free jack squad for about a month. He came back. Um, I think he has guy. all, uh, what a guy for sure. He has all of the tools necessary to be an excellent either flanker or eight man in um, MLR. If he stays on uh, continually with the free jacks, I think his great, his game will be leaps and bounds better each and every year. Okay. Very last thing before I let you go. I got to ask, how are you feeling about the USA and our chances in this repechage tournament happening in November? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you hit that nail directly on the head. You know, the, the situation is ultimately you're at home. You know what you need to do against Chile. And then what, what I didn't watch the game, unfortunately, but I saw the, you know, the highlights and of course, and it's all the final score. They, they just basically laid an egg in the second half and let yeah. Chile come back and then beat them. I mean, it's just – it's one thing after the other with this USA um, squad. I mean, it, I, I almost want to say that it's it's very similar to uh, U.S. Uh, soccer as well, where it's like the women's team is so good and the men's team is okay, but they underperform and stuff like that. So they'll always let you down is one thing that I keep in mind. That I tell people about USA rugby. I, of course, I want, I'm a very – patriotic person i've got the jersey in my closet i want them to do well but it's just it's over and over disappointment you know yeah. uh, when i die i hope that they're there just to let me down into the <laughs> into the ground one more time <laughs> that is classic 
Um, I see I've got less than a minute before this recording turns into a pumpkin. Yes. Um, Phil, my friend, as always, you are the best. I, I had meant to connect you with you earlier in the summer, but I think I was I was far more traumatized by the way our season ended than I had thought I was going to be. We all and, were. Uh, no I kind of had my head in the sand big time. Yeah. yeah, no worries, Phil. So let's let's not wait so long. Next, uh, next time, let's uh, pencil in that October uh, Halloween episode. Phil, thank you again so much for joining me uh, and also for having me on your show recently. It's always a pleasure. I hope to be back on there sometime soon. You're welcome. Had a blast. Huzzah. Catch you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hit recording. God, that's loud. Okay, I'm probably just going to pause for a sec uh, so I can, you know, see that section of audio later for editing and stuff. And then I'll just jump right in. Sure, no problem. So, our next guest for his... Uh, let me try that again. <laughs> okay, thanks. See you later. No. <laughs> so, our next guest for this fan experience special is a man I was lucky enough to chat with here on the show a while back and have been even luckier to get to know a bit in person. That man is of course, Josh Freejack, super fan and uh, rugby referee extraordinaire. Josh, my friend, how the heck are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Good. It's been too long. I'm, it feels like this off season has gone on forever. Yeah, no, it's been long. Just running around and trying my best to help rugby grow up. Yeah, well, I wanted to, uh, to ask, you know, if you could give us a little glimpse into how your summer has gone. You, can you talk about the sevens tournament in L.A.? Uh, my summer has pretty much been very busy, especially with sevens. Yeah, that was a culmination of everything. But, uh, you know, it started, uh, you know, I started uh, referring this season in, uh, in the spring. And it has been almost sevens. Well, it was an awesome tournament. I actually got to watch good chunks of it. So that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. So I know you're a busy guy. Um, I've got 10 questions for you about your overall fan experience as a Free Jacks fan. Um, do you have your thinking scrum cap on? I guess so. <laughs> um, so what, what I'm doing, by the way, um, so I already talked to Phil. I gave him these exact same questions. Then I'm going to talk to you. And later on this afternoon, I'm going to be talking to Spider, give him the exact same questions just to sort of compare what three fans I know of, uh, you know, how they've felt about the experience so far. Sure. So the, the first question, I think I probably already know the answer to. The question is, are you still a season ticket holder for the Free Jacks? Yes, I am. I'm guessing you, like me and Phil, did not wait very long once they became available to, to re-up. Yeah, so uh, I've actually not renewed my membership, but I'm about to just reached out recently. So I'm about to renew my membership. I know my, oh, good, good. I know my membership cannot be taken out. So. <laughs> so question two is, if the Free Jacks had never found their home there at Fort Quincy, and if they had remained at Union Point down in Weymouth, would you still be a season ticket holder? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too surprised by that. I feel like people like you and me were wanted to be in on the ground floor and are going to stay there. <laughs> I, I mean, bo both locations are ideal to me and 
uh, Weymouth was uh, like 30 minutes away from me. Queens is like 25 minutes away from me. So either oh, way, wow. either or would have worked for me. Uh, oh, but, okay. Uh, but yeah, to compare both of them, of course, uh, Queens is way a, a better option than, uh, you know, Weymouth in terms of, you know, uh, fun experience, uh, you know, and foot traffic alone, you know. Yeah, yeah. At, at, Union, at Union Point, there was never going to be somebody just walking by and think, "Hey, I'll go on in." Right, right, right. So, question three, then, of course, how much do you think that would have affected other people? You know, other people who aren't necessarily as diehard fans as we are. Do you think if they had stayed in Weymouth, it would mean, you know, a drop off in their popularity and attendance? Yeah, you know, like you've said, you know, Quincy is way a better option, you know, in terms of it is like in the center of like almost everything. It is in Boston. So, uh, I mean, I would say ideally if somebody was not a uh, fan of the free jacks, uh, like super, super fun, uh, I would say most of the times you see uh, the numbers dipping um, way more union points than in Quincy. So the question, oh, sorry, go ahead. I would compare one of the games I've been at. One of, yeah, there's one white rainy at union points and it was barely anybody. Uh, but there's a time it's not in Queensland. It's almost full. Like everybody was surprised. So <laughs> especially especially some of our especially some of our players were surprised. I th yeah, think. <laughs> I was smart. I wore snow pants that day. It worked out great. It didn't bother me one bit. <laughs> um, question number four is. Do you think that the departure of a player like Bodine Waka is going to impact attendance and overall fan support? I mean, if you're a Cole Frejack fan, you know, uh, you, you got, and if you're a sports fan, you know, it at the back of your head that, you know, uh, sports is a business, players come and go, uh, but the organization will still remain the same. Uh, I think the core of uh, any of any team or, or organization is, uh, the people who run it, and uh, as as long as uh, I mean that core remains, I think uh, as fans, uh, you owe you owe to uh, the team to remain part of the part of the team. You know yeah, team. I, I feel exactly the same. Um, so, so for the next couple of questions, so I had originally planned to do a scale of one to five, um, but when I was talking to Phil, he didn't hear me say one to five, and he just assumed I, I said one to ten. <laughs> I didn't want to look like a jerk by correcting him, so that's what we're going to go with, just a regular old one to ten scale. So, Josh, on the scale of one to ten, one being the lowest, how would you rate your overall fan experience with the New England Free Jacks? Mine is 10, absolutely, because I just come out there to have fun and, you know, enjoy everything that is on offer. So. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, on the same scale, how would you rate the facilities we now have at Fort Quincy? I'm talking the, you know, the physical space, the, the actual stands, the pitch, and so on. 
I mean, everything is top notch. It is. I mean, for an organization at the stage where I, I would give it a ten, like just to be sincere. I still, you know, the, all those extra markings on the field. It would be, you know, if I could dream up one thing to change, it would be to have just rugby markings, and you know, that's it. Yeah, absolutely, and you're right on that. You know, uh, even even the turf and everything, you know, rugby is ideally a game that is supposed to be played on grass. To be sincere, and uh, even even as as referees, like if if you uh, encountered rugby on turf, it is really hard on the players. Mm. Uh, their bodies, it is it takes a toll on their bodies. It is remember rugby is half eight minutes. And you know you you you're putting your body on the line most of the time. You're getting bruised. So yeah, the tough is really difficult to play at. Yeah, the, the, it's possible it contributes to injuries more too. And there's also you know the the way the ball bounces off that sucker. It's yeah. like it does not slow down. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It becomes more difficult if the. If it is maybe the season is not ideal, like it is still the tough is really like still hard, especially if you're coming from the winter season and you know that's tough. It's really hard, and that's that's where we get the hip injuries and everything. The the season any injuries and whatsoever. So yeah, it would have been ideal if we had a full grass. Yeah. Of course, you know, grass, it's so, so much harder to maintain, especially it's not our stadium. You know, it's a shared place yeah. and you know, how, you know how the winters are. So, um, so same scale, once again, how would you rate the festival, uh, the festival atmospheres that they, that, you know, they worked so hard to bring to us each week last year? I mean, I would, uh, just to be sincere, uh, most of the times when I come in, I don't really, I'm really cool for the festivities and everything. I come in, <laughs> I come in really for, uh, I could say, uh, what should I call it? Uh, tailgating and everything. And uh, I'm, I'm having a beer outside with my buddies and everything, just joining groups of guys. And by the time I come in, it's, it's already, the game is, is almost happening. So. Mm. I don't really get much time to be engaged in the festivities and everything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it works uh, for the organization, and I would, I support uh, that this goes on and on because some funds really come in for these festivities, and you know, it, it really gives somebody an option on what to do, of course. So, yeah, I would say it is an age for me, and it should go on. It's it's funny because when I was talking to Phil, he even mentioned um, sometimes you you come in you know just as the game's starting or a couple minutes in, and he was saying it's it's almost better when that happens because the energy sort of comes with you and it sort of rolls through the crowd and then gets to that section where you were all so loud. It's just it's just awesome. And maybe that should be your thing. Just the maybe you should take, we should get entrance music for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, we bring we bring the energy from the outside, you know. Uh, you know, it, we, we've been having food, we've been having drinks from outside, and then when we come in, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, it wouldn't be ideal for everybody to be in because you you don't be able to get uh, a beer or 
something to eat uh, like in an hour or so because of the lines. So, yeah. mm. I mean, that's why I said, you know, it is good that, you know, so many things are happening at one time, you know, some people are here tailgating, uh, the festivities going on, you know, the, even before the game, there's that atmosphere that it builds and there is something happening here. So even for the person going by, it will be a certain like, let me park here and see what is going on here. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's been great. The um, so it, this you might not even have an answer for this one then, since he didn't really, you know, participate too much. I, I was just curious. Did you have a favorite festival theme last year? So uh, I would think. I think it was. I don't remember the name, but I think I went in for one. I think it was the beer fest or something. Where oh I, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would go in for anything that says beer uh, is the king of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the theme. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, these festivities were really great. So in terms of, you know, some people really, you know, some people I talk to, because I talk to a lot of people, uh, they, they say, uh, I came in for this festival and everything, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah, so these things should continue. Um. So that was a little side question. One other side question here too. Again, you, you might not have thought about this. Is there a theme that you are sort of hoping that they might do this year that, that didn't didn't happen this year? For me, I'm not a theme person. I'm a rugby person. So <laughs> that is not a question for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't know anything that is rolled out. So. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so back to our one to 10 scale. We only have these three three questions left. Um, how would you rate the beverage options? All the all the drinks they have available at at Fort Quincy. So uh, I would say, um, I mean, it would it is hard to organize beverage. Uh, some some of it is uh, is cut by sponsorship or something. So you know. Uh, Never know what is in there, but you know it would be great if there, you know, other options of like you know, uh, let, let, let's say uh, the way you're going at uh, at Galaxy uh, Stadium and get all those other options of you know, this so many there's so many starting tables and so many starting areas where you know you don't have to make. Like so much of a big line or something, and you know, uh, I think in Fort Quincy at one time we had only two certain locations where oh we, yeah where you had to wait for like thirty minutes for a beer, which is not really ideal because you yeah thirty minutes of a game or something. So. Well, I mean, on the plus side, it's five bucks, so yeah, I mean, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Ideally, but most of the times, of course, we come in when we have our own shows drinks, so we come mm. in to watch the game or something. So. so the obvious question to follow that one up is, how do you rate the food options there? Do you do you get food at, at the place, or do you just do that before and after? I, I mean, uh, I, I, I would say that is one thing. That is a work on they need to work on, like, really. Uh, okay. Only, I think, you know, uh, burgers and hot dogs and you know it is it, it, I wouldn't say it is it is it has 
it needs to evolve or something. I would say it okay. Uh, it, is, it, is, it will be like a five to me right now. Okay. Well, if, you, if, you, if you had the option to pick something to add next year, what kind of stand are you adding? I mean, if you want to add this interesting thing of the grilled chicken, oh my gosh. If you test that chicken, you would want to go back every time. So uh, it was actually one of me and one of my friends were thinking of that option and we're like, I think we should attack Alex and tell him that we want to do this and we'll see whether he buys our idea. And we're like, oh, I'll be perfect and we require a little organization, which, you know. Interesting. I would love to hear what he thinks. So it is It is something uh, that, you know, a lot of people I would think would call for because, you know, the chicken looks nice and it is good and it is on a rolling, rolling thing. You see it rolling and it is really yeah, yeah. Interesting. You, you know what weird option I would want is a falafel stand. Oh yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just feel like they would just make it. <laughs> oh, and I forgot there is there is uh there's another there's another place that sells popcorns and everything. Uh, I, I don't really. I'm not a popcorn guy, so I, I think I I saw it <laughs> once. On yeah, the yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think we got popcorn once and it was pretty stale. So, yeah. Um, so this is question number 10, the final one about your fan experience. What are you most looking forward to next year? So uh, next year, uh, I'm really, um, I want to see where this team goes, uh, especially with the season they had. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I really want to see us, you know, going for that uh, championship. Uh, you know, uh, the funds adding on, I, I know it's going to be bigger than it was last year. And and I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that, you know, even during the off-season, uh, you know, you go on Instagram and you see the ads out there about the free jacks. So I, I would think uh, these guys are not sleeping. They, they are still pushing the brand out there. And I would, I would quite certainly say... Uh, the fun experience next year will be even bigger. So I'm hoping for that too. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really excited. I, I think I'm way too excited for how far away it is right now. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I would hope like, you know, in the coming days, in the coming years, the season will be much bigger than what it was like in this, the beginning of everything, you know. We're yeah. just starting in like, the spring and before you know it at the beginning of summer there's no more rugby <laughs> except and, that well that so i i had a couple other um a couple other random questions for you if you have a, a few more minutes sure i do because because what you just said leads right into it um so a lot of former free jacks are currently playing down in the npc yeah. uh i know you like me we might be the two super rugby fans in massachusetts um do you also watch the npc though did, did you end up coughing up the dough to get flow rugby or as i call it blow rugby no i, I always i always watch everything new zealand rugby so i'm always up at 1 a.m call it whatever time just to watch new zealand rugby be it oh, yeah? in school level so <laughs> Jesse Peretti's been doing great over there this season. Yeah, Jesse Peretti is actually the standout for me among our exports in the NPC. Um, he's pretty 
being well stunned before he got injured and everything. I think he had one on, he had two games. Uh, he was doing great. He was he was gonna be in every lineout, every lineup if he wasn't injured. So, yep. Oh, you know what I just learned as well. Um, speaking of New Zealand, uh, we we both know Bodine Waka has gone to to Kobe yeah. in Japan, um, and I just learned who's joining him there. Yeah. La Mape. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that is going to be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is signing for is it a three year, four year deal or something like that? Yep. I, I don't even know. I, I feel like his stint in France didn't go as as he wanted. But well, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he talked about it. He said his family was not settled there and everything, so he couldn't go on. And yet he asked for that really. So. I, I would, I would ideally say he really wanted to, you know, stay in New Zealand rugby and maybe play for the All Blacks, but you know. I get the, I get the feeling he's still bitter about sort of becoming an afterthought there. I think that was a mistake. I mean, every player is bitter for not representing their nation. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, so, who are a couple of players? that you would consider sort of dream dream signings for the Free Jacks. I, I really like something Phil does on his show, which is, you know, give me one realistic option, somebody that might actually walk in that door, and maybe another one that's, uh, if you could have anything in the world, you wanted option. I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the NPC right now and Super Rugby, and I'm looking at the players who are out of contract. And uh, depending on our need, I would think, uh, you know, Jackson uh, Garden Bacho, uh, uh, the guy who was uh, playing ten for the Hurricanes. Uh, I mean, he's he's getting under the radar even on the Wellington side because of uh, the new kids like Ruben Love, Aiden Morgan, and everybody. So I would think he would be the ideal person to replace Bodin uh, Walker because ideally he can also play, you know, ten and fifteen, and he's and he's a great flyer. That's a great shout. I wonder. I, of course, he plays with his brother on on. Is it Wellington right now? Uh, there, there's the two Garden Bishops. Uh, yeah, I always feel like if you can get two brothers at the same time, that they, they that makes yeah, instant support yeah, for each other too. Another brother would be actually quite tricky because he has a contract with the Highlanders, so I would think that would be far fetched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, Garin Bacho, I haven't seen him being picked up by any team as of now. So I think, you know, maybe try your life. And if you get to him, it would be good. It would, it would be a wow. good That's almost too realistic an option. Now it's something, now I want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, well, this is something I've seen and I've thought about. I'm like, okay, not to like, you know, we, we, we really have a great team of, you know, um, you know, he's, uh, Tom Kingley has just been named the general manager. And I saw I, that. And I think, you know, he is, he is one of the best recruiters out there in the MLR. So I, I would believe, I would believe he has the best interest of uh, the free jacks at heart. So. I think you're right. TK has been but so that great. Was, I, got... I was like my pick in the hearts for like, I mean, if we just get that guy, you know, he would be a great addition to our team. I think that's a great shout. Um, wh what about an unrealistic signing? Somebody that's under contract or way too expensive or, you know, just n not close to coming to the MLR yet. I, I mean, 
if we would get somebody uh, like uh, Ari Sabea. <laughs> yes, my absolute hero. Oh, man, yeah, that, that is the dream signing pretty much. I, I mean, the guy who can move like five people at one time, why not? <laughs> <laughs> we could pretty much just play with 11 men if one of them was here, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a visa fair. <laughs> exactly. You you guys just take the day off. Yeah. We got Artie. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, so out of the players who have left us, who are you going to miss the most? I I mean, uh, I, I would, of course everybody is. I, I would say, Bonin uh, Walker with, with no doubt. You know, Bonin Walker is somebody who had bonded with. Not only the team, but even the fan base. Uh, to yep. uh, I mean, even me, I could get a beer with Gordon Walker if I wanted. So he, he, he is somebody who was down to us, who was, you know, the dream team person. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a, a player that you can, you know, you can see really making the leap next year, really hitting a new level of success as a rugby player and as a free jack? I, I mean, uh, this season we saw somebody like Mitch, Mitch Wilson being picked up by the USA national team. Uh, yep. And I would say uh, his other wing teammate, uh, Harry Barlow. Um, yep. I'm rooting for him, especially, you know, he had, at the beginning of the season, he was hitting all corners right. Like he was he was going to make it to the USA national team if he had not gotten injured. Mm. Um, uh, but because of injuries, you know, uh, he went under the radar. Uh, we, we have very many great, good wingers, and I, I would think that is one of the most competitive positions come next year with uh, if Jack Reeves uh, is not taken up by Gilstan uh, uh, because he has he has like a two-year long deal with us and yes, he's supposed to go back, but you know I don't know what what might happen. Because he had a good, a pretty good preseason, so they made mm. it up. So, and interesting. We, yeah, we may be sure that we may be so, sure we have so many options at the win. Uh, but yeah, for my pick for a player to have a lead this year, I would think, uh, yeah, I would, I would like to see Harry Barlow take it to the next level because you know, first is USA eligible, and yeah, he has a shot. He has been in the same setup, and he has a shot. And oh, that was great. Uh, the other player I really want to make a bit is uh, our homegrown hero, uh, Cam. Yep. So I really want I want him to you know step up next season and you know fight for starting position every other game. Phil was saying how. Uh in that you know our first home game when we got a nice little blizzard to welcome everybody uh <laughs> tons of the sort of foreign born players are like what is going on right now why is it so <laughs> well cam is standing there with a big smile on his face like yeah this feels like home yeah i, I had to go to my camp i think two layers or three layers on if i came back for a game or something <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very last thing, and I'm going to let you go. Um, how are you feeling about the USA and our chances in the Repechage tournament coming in November? 
So a while back, you sent me a link that allowed me to watch uh, a Kenya fixture, but that's literally the only time I've ever seen them play. I, I know they're not your team, yeah. but I think you have a better sense of where they stack up next to a team like the Eagles. Should I be as worried about Kenya as I feel right now? So uh, just to be honest, uh, Kenya is not at the level of the USA rugby. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I would think uh, for most of the time, uh, the U.S. international team has been shooting itself in the foot. Should have already qualified. Uh, mm. But, uh, you, know, if you, you know, you go to a team that is much more prepared than you, uh, then you are second-guessing of the results. Uh, and that's what happened with uh, both Uruguay and Chile. Uh, they were a better prepared team. These guys have played together for I don't know how long. So we, we, we are in for, you know, for a long ride and we got what we wanted to. Uh, I, I think that, that's my fear is that Kenya has had a lot more action together as a unit, I think. And uh, same with a team like Hong Kong. Like, they looked pretty good to me in that, uh, you know, they, they lost that last chance before they got into this tournament. Um, but they looked very organized to me. Yeah, they played Tonga, which uh, I would say Tonga is a great is a great team. Yeah, but I, I had you know USA is going to get some opportunities, you know, to gel as a team, go play some 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 rugby in South Africa before uh, they go for the tournament in November. So I hope that will be beneficial for for you know the team bonding and everything, and and I hope I just hope that you know we can get all. Uh, our exports uh, to come and play in the repertoire, including uh, you know the likes of AJ and Dihas and everybody who's uh, you know who is in the Premiership or in the league in the top fourteen or something like that. So yeah, yeah, because you know, thank God, for, thank God for AJ. I feel like he must be so frustrated sometimes, and he and he keeps coming back for more, and we need him so. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and this is one one guy who is, you know, is 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 a very good player. But you know, uh, even good players need, uh, like, you know, time to bond with the team to know who their teammates are. You know, even, you know, even 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 two or three, three weeks of being together is an added advantage. But you know, it is it is harder when you throw a team together for one week and you take them for a test game. Yeah. Well, he's going to be he's going to be with the Bears starting this week, I think, with the Bristol Bears. Him and Ellis Genge on the same team. That's nice. <laughs> it is really nice. Yeah, it is. I would say, uh, I mean, for the systems that are in place right now, you know, just just looking at uh, the grassroots and everything, sports rugby. You know, I'm, I'm I'm too much involved in that and everything. I would say. If these guys come and tap into the resources that are available to them, the future is bright for USA rugby. Mm. So, Josh, what are your plans between now and the start of the new season? Anything happening as a referee? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, right now we just just begun my full season, 15th season. So that's towards the end of November. So, yeah, I pretty pretty much have rugby on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. So apart from the winter season, so yeah, I'm a rugby man throughout the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. Well, Josh, my friend, as always, it is such a delight to get your unique insights into the game. Uh, and by the way, um, so I have a very new and undeveloped, a very half-assed idea right now, but it's an idea about doing maybe like a once a month 
pod just about sevens, like sevens monthly or something like that. If I actually turn this into a whole last idea, <laughs> any chance I can give you a call and uh, have you be a contributor? Very much. I would, I would be happy to contribute anything, Dave. I'm a re I'm a recent convert to the sevens. I, I just never really paid much attention until this summer, and now I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, uh, sevens is a pretty awesome uh, version of rugby that you know everybody should have a look at because you know it is fast paced. You know, like every time you're gonna be celebrating because it's action happening from every end of the court, every corner of the field. So, yeah, yeah, it's an amazing game. I've I've really come around on it. Um, Anyway, Josh, as always, you are amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I know you have to, stuff that you need to get back to, but I will be seeing you at Fort Quincy. And by the way, you could you should probably expect a call about this sevens idea because it's it's it's, it's ass is growing as I speak. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it was a pleasure coming on here and you know contributing as much as you know any other fan would do. But you know, I always appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, it's always great. And it's good to know there's somebody else watching the NPC out there in the entire world. <laughs> okay, my friend, I'll let you go. I'll talk to you very soon. And I hope you have a, a wonderful time right up until the, uh, I'm seeing you at Fort Quincy. Sure, Dave. Have a good day. Bye. You too. So, my friends, our final guest for this fan experience special is a man I saw at home games long before I actually met him. His short shorts and tricorn hat, a staple of the atmosphere at every Free Jacks home game. Like me, like Phil, like Josh, he's been there from the start. And I very much expect to see him at Fort Quincy again this coming year. That man, of course, is the one, the only Spider. Spider, my friend, how the heck are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you today? Not too bad at all. Got got the whole day off, so uh, nothing worried. <laughs> nothing's worrying me or complaining about. Oh, that's great. So, Spider, you're of course one of the iconic figures at Fort Quincy. Anyone who's been there will instantly recognize you. And as a fan, you're like a like a reassuring sight in the crowd. It it, it doesn't feel like game time until Spider rolls by. But tell me, you know, how did you first discover rugby, and how did you become a Free Jack super fan? Well, I discovered rugby at North Adams State College, which is now MCLA. You know, the name changed in the mid-90s. Um, wow. But that's where I discovered it when I was 19 years old, and I've never looked back. I took out it like a fish to water, played soccer in high school, and, you know, never really, you know, was sort of forced to play a sport because that's what you do. And then uh, once I got to college and discovered rugby, I mean, that was it, man. From that nice. first time, from the first time I took the pitch, I never looked back. So, when you first heard that there was going to be a New England team, were you just like, "Boom, I'm in. I, I'm going to oh, get in on the ground floor." I, I am. I, I was all in. Like first, they, you know, when New York had the their pre-inaugural season, they came and played yep. the Mystics at the Harvard yep. Field, and then we go on the field at Harvard, and it was the first professional rugby match in the state of Massachusetts. So, you know, they played the Mystic, and, you know, we know that a lot of the Mystics have since become Free Jacks. But that yep. first year, I'm like, okay, New York's got one. When's New England getting one? And then as soon as I, you know, that thought came to my head, my friend Jeremy Treese, who's a rugby old-school guy who's, you know, Nerfu, CRC. Oh, um, nice. He's, he's really got his hands in a lot of the pots in the rugby community. He, he texted Free Jacks. 
what are, what are these free jacks? So, and then I, you know, did a search and I'm like, boom, I'm in. I bought my season tickets. I was like the fifth or sixth person to buy season tickets. Nice. <laughs> Were you, so you must have been there for the Kara Cup too. Oh, yeah. So all the games of the Kara Cup. I've never missed the free jacks match. Wow. Yeah, I didn't make it to every Kara uh, Cup match. I, and, you know, Phil and I have been you know, pleading to, to the stars for uh, some sort of new version of that to come. But uh doesn't doesn't look feasible yet, but who knows what the future will hold. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, the Kara Cup was great. It was a good start. They got a lot of experience for the younger guys. And it was great to see some international players come on over and, you know, show their talents. You it know, was. A great, great thing. It was cold as hell, I remember. But, oh, yes, hey. it was. It was cold. <laughs> But I shall not be deterred. Oh. Weather will not deter me. Cold weather, rainy weather, I'll be there. I, I don't care. <laughs> I love it. That's the whole thing about being a New England fan, right? Yeah. The, the part of when they got foul weather, we have foul weather gear. So give us a little glimpse into how your summer has gone so far, the, or what I'm calling the off-season so far. Anything fun or cool to report for yourself? Well, um, you know, I took a vacation to Maine, went to South Carolina. Last week, North Shore Women's Rugby held up prom dress rug touch rugby game so i went to that i donned a prom prom dress and i was lucky enough to be voted best dress no way that's so cool it it was a pretty good time it was a you know it was an excellent time they put on a great thing no show women's rugby i mean everyone knows everybody everyone knows everyone knows it's your legs that's how you beat everybody out right the legs man the legs although i had a long flowing dress so I, i think the flow of the dress made it look like as if I was running faster. (laughs) (laughs) And I tripped and fell over the dress, you know, facing the dirt, you know, there was a lot of tripping and falling over the long dress, but it was a great. If, if there's no crying involved with prom, it's not prom, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) So I've got 10 questions for you about your, you know, your, your overall fan experience. Uh, You know, when, when, (laughs) when I talked to Phil, I had, you know, written this ahead of time and I, I asked him, so do you have your tricorn thinking cap on? And then I realized I should have saved that line for you because you'd be likely to actually be wearing one as we were oh, talking, yes, which you man. are. So, you know, I, I, I put on my uniform. I'm ready to rock, man. Heck yeah. So I think the first question is probably the most obvious one. It's simply, question one is just, are you still a season ticket holder? Did you jump right oh, in as soon as yeah, they became man. available? Absolutely. As soon as they, they announced it, I was in, and I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna be in from his, same seat. Or... Same seat, yep. I mean, the, the the fifty is like pretty much right between my legs, so it's you know I that's it's beautiful view. It's, it's excellent, excellent. I and I love Fort Quincy too. I I can't imagine that any it's seat's awesome. a bad seat in the house. I really don't think so. I think it's that kind of angle. It's that kind of rake. It's that perfect size. It's awesome. Yes, it is. It's a great place to see a rugby match, and I love it. It's a, you know. It's how far? Are, how long does it take you to get there? I have no idea. Are you in New Hampshire? Are you? No, in I'm, I'm north of Boston. I'm in the city of Lynn, so it takes me about 35, oh. 40 minutes to get there, depending on traffic. So I lived in Lynn for many years. Oh, really? Lynn, Lynn, city of sin, of course. Never come out the way you went in. You ask them for water, and they give you gin. The ladies say <laughs> no, but they always give in. <laughs> I never heard the final line to that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the rest of it. <laughs> I lived right on the Swampscott line, so I don't even know if it counts as Lynn. Yeah, it counts. It counts. <laughs> so question number two is, if 
the Free Jacks had not found this great new home we're talking about at Fort Quincy, and they had remained at Union Point there in Weymouth, would you still be a season ticket holder? I think I know the answer. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. I was staying at the Doubletree. I, you know, I, they had like three hotels like right around the corner. It was like the Doubletree, yep. the uh, Best Western, like a Hampton Inn. And I would just go from, all right, this game, oh, the, the book's solid. I'll stay at this hotel. That hotel, I just bop around from hotels. And it was easy breezy, man. I, I, I And I, I like Union Point. It sort of had like a yeah. Wild West openness feel to it where it was like okay is, is this really professional rugby or is this you know this is just what we got now and we're just going full tilt with what we got yeah yeah it was like well will i make it over the rough concrete blocks in in the parking lot uh do i sneak through those obvious holes in the fencing they've hastily put up you know it yeah, was a I unique experience walk in anyway but it was certainly a unique experience but still wonderful nonetheless nonetheless it's true. I, I loved every minute of it, despite how great Fort Quincy has been since then. Um, well, the players weren't too happy about the inflatable locker rooms, <clears throat> the locker rooms that were tense. Yeah. And I can imagine that you're a professional athlete. You need a proper locker room. So. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, of course, you get what you get. Th- and you do yeah, your yeah, best and- with what you get. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of these guys are like, hey, this is my first experience. I'm going to take whatever I can get anyway. So I, I don't feel like our players were deterred by it. I'm sure they would have preferred cozier accommodations, but I think they were pretty happy to be playing rugby, rugby out there. Absolutely, and I was happy to watch. <laughs> so question three is, of course, you know, you and I have similar views about if they had stayed at Union Point, but how much do you think – that would have affected other people, sort of, you know, more casual fans who were like, well, I'll check it out. If we had been, if we were still at Union Point after this last season, would that have affected, you know, our fandom overall and attendance and so on? I think Fort Quincy certainly increases attendance with the proximity to Boston and the subway lines. Yep. And, you know, again, being a, a, a proper stadium with bathrooms and running water in the bathrooms and, locker rooms and, you know like a, a, a booth up top but, you know it's a stadium <laughs> we're know, living the dream I, we got bathrooms wanna, we got running water yeah i don't want to you know talk bad about union point because union point's a beautiful facility but we, i think the free jacks just outgrew it but you know a good place I think so, to start i mean we're going to look back on this 30 years from now it was like oh it will be all old with no teeth like remember union point <laughs> Oh, yeah, the parking lot was so rocky, and the seats were just stadium temporary seating, and now it's a legit stadium. So, question five. Sorry, question four, rather. Uh, Do you think the the departure of a player of the caliber of a Bodine Waka, do you think that's going to impact attendance and overall fan support? I don't think so. I think that, you know, Bodine is, he's a stud, man. He's an MLR MVP. Um, He's a really high caliber player. But as far as, like, Bodine himself affecting fan numbers, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Because, I mean, the rugby fans are rugby fans. You know, we, we come out to see the team, not one player. It's yep. not like baseball where, you know, you come out to see one player hit bombs, you know, or 
one pitcher pitch a gem or, or for instance, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's not playing off. Forget it. You know, but <laughs> I think rugby is more of, you know, the team aspect versus the one stud running circles around everybody else. So I had planned for the next couple of questions. I had planned originally on a, a scale of one to five, but when I was uh, talking to Phil, he didn't hear me say one to five. And so he just assumed I said one to 10. And so that's how he, he rated everything. <laughs> so I, so I had Josh do the same thing. So we'll, we'll okay, go with a much more tra- a tra- good old fashioned one to 10. It also gives you a little more, you know, room to hone your answer, I guess. Um, so spider on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, obviously. How would you rate your overall fan experience with the New England Free Jacks so far? I'm going to say a 10, man. I mean, they, they really, from the top to the bottom, from Mags to Eric to, you know, everybody in Jordan, everybody in the organization, they're really friendly and helpful, and they want everybody to have a good time. Plus, they have those other things that, you know, the send-offs, uh, when they have the the giveaways at the when they're doing their uh, awards ceremony and they invite the fans yep. to come. So you really have an opportunity to you know meet and talk with the players instead of you know the the access that is granted to these players and the owner is nothing like in any other sport. Like, could you imagine being able to? You know, I was able to talk and hang out with Bodine Walker. Could you imagine hanging out with Tom Brady or? You know, exactly. MVP of the NFL or MLB. I mean, you're not getting near those guys. And, and these right. guys are so accessible and so friendly. And they're just down to earth dudes who just enjoy the game. It feels built into that Free Jacks culture, too. Like the fact that they could have all the players show up way ahead of time and be in the locker rooms when the fans start to come in, but they don't. They have us show up and then the players walk through the grounds to get to the locker room. They're just walking in with their bags on their shoulders and stuff. And like, they're right there for you to say, Hey, and take a selfie and stuff. And they're always accessible. It's so cool. It is. It's unlike any other professional sport that I've ever been to. And I've been to, you know, Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, you know, you name it, but this is just, you know, unprecedented access to the professional athletes at that level. Something so same, same, you know, simple old scale, one to ten. How would you rate the facilities at Fort Quincy? And by the by, the facilities, I just mean just the physical stuff, the the stands, the pitch, you know, like you have mentioned, the bathrooms, simple things like that. The physical space we walk into there. What's your rating on that? I like it. I think it's it's great for what we have now. I'm going to say it's a ten. I'm going to I'm going to go ten on that because you know, not that Union Point. If you ask me the same thing about Union Point, I'd probably still say a 10 because, you know what, I have a great time and and I'm just happy to be around rugby people, professional rugby players, and people who share the love of the game. Yeah. Uh, Next question is, of course, how would you rate the the festival atmospheres that they've worked so hard to bring to us each and every week? Uh, I know Ollie did such a great job putting these things together. But, you know, some people cared a lot about the festivals and some seem to have just said, oh, I, I didn't really notice that. Um, how would you rate the festival atmospheres that, that you know, they had our, these, our, these themes every week, I should say? I, I enjoy them. I mean, I, I get there for a 7 o'clock game. I'm there at 10 a.m. You know, for a nice. 4 o'clock game, I'm there at 10 a.m. I'm there before they show up, before the people show up to kick you out. So, you know, I'm all set up. We got the tent. 
we're hanging out and you know i'll go and we'll tailgate for a few hours and then once i see inside because you can just you know get the parking level you can just see right over the fence those yeah yeah swinging i'll just pop in and check out the festival atmosphere and maybe i'll stay until the game starts or maybe i'll go back to the tailgate and have some more chow and more beer but i i've, I, no, I've noticed that you know everybody's having a good time and you know i don't really stay for the whole festival thing but hmm. i'll pop in and just see how it's going and i'll report back to everybody at the tailgate and someone just go go right in and someone stay back and you know nice. but i think the festival atmosphere is it's definitely a plus it's, it's it's probably good for getting new fans in there too right Absolutely. Absolutely. Because nobody's going to, you know, not everybody is going to stay in the parking lot eight to 10 hours before the game. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the year the Patriots decided to massively crack down on how many hours the parking lot was going to be open before Patriots games because it was just getting out of hand. A friend of mine who was a season ticket holder was like, yeah, I I love going every week, but like Sunday night games are rough because the people who show up tailgating start at the same time, no matter what time the game starts. So if it's eight o'clock at night instead of one o'clock in the afternoon, like that's a big difference in the the crowd you got. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm that guy. I'll show up, you know, I'll, I'll wake up, you know, so try and, you know, Friday nights get a little late. Now, whenever I wake up, I head down. I love it. Uh, side question here, though. Uh, which festival theme was your favorite last year? I would have to say the Beer Fest, of course, you know, with all the microbrews. You know, they, yeah. everybody's showing their, their talents and their wares and exposing everybody to a lot of these breweries that nobody, well, not nobody, but some people from other parts of the state hadn't, hadn't even heard of, myself included. So another side question, in fact, uh, give me a theme that you would like to see this year, something we didn't do last year, a, a, a cool idea that, you know, might make some, oh, some good buzz, some good atmosphere. That's a tough one, man. I, I, I guess you, you can't go any, I mean, you did beer, might as well go hard liquor. Maybe, <laughs> but that could I think be there trouble, might be some... man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trouble. I don't think they can serve it. We'd all have to just dress as it. Yeah, or maybe mixed drinks. I don't know, man. You know, it could yeah, hot liquor. A hot liquor festival. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh Phil's answer was maybe a country theme. Josh's answer was I don't care. <laughs> and uh yeah. now we got hard liquor. I, I I think this is a great sampling of Free Jacks fans right now. Yeah, well I, actually I hope <laughs> they don't do hard liquor because yeah. That well then who knows? Anything could happen. Maybe it would just be small amounts of hard liquor. Yeah, like a Fenway. Yeah. Uh, how would you, next question, how would you rate the beverage options at Fort Quincy? I think, hey, they got cold beer. That's, you know. They do. That's, that's pretty much all I buy there. <laughs> so, is the selection is the selection enough, enough for you? Is there, you know, well, wide enough? Or are you just like, hone in on your one thing? Well, I, I, I'm a Miller Lite drinker, but I can drink Bud Light because, you know, the, I usually stay away from the heavy beers because when you start drinking beers at 10 a.m., come midnight, you know, <laughs> and, you know you're all bloated. So with the light beers, you can just put them back. <laughs> I, it's, an, it's a classic old joke, I'm sure you, you know. The uh, How is Coors Light like having sex in a canoe? How? They're both fucking close to water. 
Yeah, you're right. Coarse light is the again, you know, coarse light, mellow light. I think I like you know, I prefer mellow. Coors is a little light, lighter light beer. Yeah. Again, you can drink a million of them. It's still dance the Watusi. So <laughs> uh so second to last question. How would you then rate the food experience? Do you care about the food? Do you go to the, the sausage vendors or are you already done for food? Um, I'll usually get a hot dog at halftime. Okay. If I feel like I need one. But, you know, we're usually barbecuing in the parking lot. You know, I'm, I'm simple. You know, hot dogs, popcorn. I'll get a hot dog at halftime and eat it and back to the beer. <laughs> so final question at least for about the, the fan experience. What are you most looking forward to for this next coming season? You know what I'm most looking forward to? Seeing all the new friends and all the Free Jacks fans that I have, you know, new friendships that I've made with people who I probably never would have met had it not been for also being Free Jacks fans. People from, you know, John from New Hampshire, um, Katie from the South Shore, um, Kyle, uh, Kyle Sequeira's parents, Craig and Marnie, um, Martin Beck. I mean, I can just go all day and, and name some of these great people that I've been able to meet who are part of, you know, our, our Three Jacks tailgate family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, in a way, this is a, a ringing endorsement for the overall fan experience because you're talking about just friends we meet because of the Free Jacks. I consider you one of those people myself. Yes, likewise, likewise. And it's it's a great community. People in the rugby community are, you know, so friendly and so willing to reach out and help with, you know, whatever yep. you need, be it, you know, heavy lifting or if you just need someone to talk to and you're feeling down. I mean, it's, it's like no other community in the world that I've found. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that was the 10, but if you don't mind, I would love to hit you with a couple more just Free Jacks questions in general. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead, man. So... First one, a lot of former Free Jacks are currently playing in the NPC down in New Zealand. Did you end up, you know, ponying up the dough to get flow rugby or as I call it, blow rugby? Are you watching any of that action? Are you catching Jesse Peretti tearing it up in Taranaki? I am am a Taranaki fan. I did not pony up the flow rugby because, you know, like you said, blow rugby. I mean, I'm not a fan of flow. They, they They always drop in coverages and stuff like that. So. But I am, you know, I follow them on Facebook, so I catch all the match highlights and all the all the other good content that they produce. So that's how I'm sort of following those guys, through following the clubs that they're playing for. So who are a couple of players that you would consider sort of dream signings for the Free Jacks? I, I really like something Phil does on his show, which is, you know, give me one realistic option, a guy that we theoretically could get, and then one that's just like, a, well, if I had everything in the world, I would just pick this guy. I'd like to see Nate, Nate Brakely come back home. I mean, yes. Nate Brakely's a St. John's guy from, from uh, I think he's from Swamp. He's from Marblehead. Marblehead. Yeah. He's from Marblehead. And he's a North Shore guy. I'd like to see him come back home and play for the Free Jacks. And he's a, I know. Know, he's an awesome player. He's you know really talented. He's awesome. And this is his rightful home. He needs to be here. This New Jersey nonsense. Yeah. Well, again, they, you know, they started, they had their team before the Free Jacks, and he's been with them from the get-go, so. That's true. You can't really fault him for loyalty, I suppose. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, New York, everybody's like busting on New York. But to be honest with you, 
I, I'm not that down on New York because when they came here and played that first game in, at Harvard Stadium afterwards, they had a social and everybody went and partied with them. And, and again, back to the accessibility of, of the players. And they yep. were all really cool guys. And, you know, I got to meet and talk with them all and talk rugby and talk, you know, again, the same questions. Where did you discover rugby and how did you play and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you know how it is. Growing up here, you're, it's like bleached into you that you love the Red Sox and you hate the Yankees and New yeah. York sucks and all this stuff. So it, it to me, it's more fun than anything else to be like, ah, the New Jersey club, blah, blah, blah. Like they just won the championship. They're really good. And they're not, they're basically our closest neighbors and everything else. But, you know, I want to have a little fun. So it's great to make fun of them. Yes, I will. I will throw jabs at them when they're, you know, when they're walking out, I'll say something funny or offensive or, you know, maybe a little mean. But not too mean, you know. And I'll be like, oh, I bet you talked back to your grandmother when you were a kid or something like that. Nothing too bad. <laughs> so, very last thing before I let you go. How are you feeling about the USA and our chances in this qualification tournament coming in November? I feel good about it. You know, I think there's a lot of improvements to be made, but they have a great squad. I mean, some of these world teams, world cup teams are, you know, real solid. I mean, these guys have been playing rugby since they could walk. Whereas our program yep. is a lot younger, so to speak with, you know, we sometimes, you know, we get some international players who were born by, from American parents and grew up in New Zealand or someplace else in the world. They had access to rugby at a younger age. Whereas in the United States, it wasn't so much as prevalent at a younger age. But yeah, we're, yeah. You know, we're gaining ground, and that's that's the main thing. Just gain ground and grow the game. The the great uh, I had Ollie Engelhart on at one point, and you know, I asked him the question. I asked lots of guests about like if you could just if somebody if you had ten million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, could you throw it at Major League Rugby or throw it at our team and make things better? And he was like. No, there, there is no price tag to make things better because it's not in the schools yet. It has to be there at the early stages of school. It has to be ingrained in kids like as, you know, it's part of their school. Like you, you said, like you got to play a sport, right? If that's one of the options and more kids are doing it, that's that's the key, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which will bring the next generation of rugby players up and more people will discover the game. I mean, when I went to high school, there was soccer, baseball, basketball, and football. That's yep. it. You know, again, it was the 80s, so, you know, that's all they want. But yeah, over yeah. In, in England, they were playing rugby at the same, in their high schools, in their primary schools. Whereas over here, we were just pushing the, you know, the, the four big ones. Yep. Well, it's funny, in high school, a friend of mine, he, he did, uh, what was it called? The AFS, the American Field Service, I think. Um, he did this special program where he went to New Zealand for a couple months in the summer and when he came back and he, he, all he said was, all you need to know is there's a greatest sport in the world. It's called rugby. And the best team in the world is called the All Blacks. That's all you need to know. And, you know, for decades after that, I was trying to find rugby on TV. And it's like you only find it if it's 3 a.m. and you're just back from a bar and you can't go to sleep yet. And you're on ESPN 4 or something. And it's just some oh, random yeah. match. And there's, there's people in the stands holding up signs and say, try. And I'm like, try? Don't, don't you mean kill them, get them, <laughs> win? Something, uh, you know, so inaccessible until just recently, which has been fantastic. 
Yes, and, and in college, we would get like a VHS tape, and it would be like an old All Blacks game or something that, you know, our, our advisor was the head librarian, and he'd get a VHS tape. We'd be like, oh, we got a game to watch. It was years and years old, but that was all we had. Wow. Pop it in, the whole team would watch it, and we'd watch it over and over again just to try That's and awesome. dissect it and maybe like, okay, well, all we had, we were three school, we had you know, a couple scissor passes and, you know, two or three <laughs> line out moves because getting numbers was difficult in those days. And getting yeah. numbers, I guess, is still difficult these days too, but. It's funny, the, it. the way you're talking, the way you're talking about this, the way you and I both feel about this, like the, the support and the awareness of rugby in the United States still at just a, you know, almost deadline, but the passion when you look under that line, it's incredible. Like the people involved, the people around it, it's like no other sport, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just different for me. I agree. I agree. The, the, the passionate fans and the passionate players, the, the passion that people who played the game and follow the game have is tenfold of, I would think any other sport, you know, there's something different about it. Yeah. Well, Spider, you are totally amazing. You add well, so much to you. the overall. <laughs> you add so much to the overall experience for so many people at Fort Quincy, including myself. Uh, it, it's just the best. As I said, it, it's not game time until I see Spider, and then I'm like, okay, we're just about ready to kick this off. I will continue my antics <laughs> as long as people enjoy them, and once they stop enjoying them, I'll be like, okay, I'll just be the guy who can do it. <laughs> I don't think you should do that in a million years. I think you should keep no, it up regardless. No. <laughs> I, I don't think I sat in my I think I sat in my seat like once all season just to be like, okay, this is where I sit and I'm on my feet the whole time. Yeah. It, it's funny earlier on I, I even said, wait, where do you actually sit? Then I realized I have no idea because even though I see you there every week, you're here, you're there, you're over here, you're over there. It's pretty great. Yeah, I like to bounce around and get people, you know, get people pumped up for the game too. I mean so, you know, even at half, the, again, back to the accessibility or everything, at halftime, I'm like, okay, I had to I'd take a leak. So I go in the bathroom, and then one of the sirs comes running in, and he's like, and I'm like, hey, they don't give you a private bathroom? He's like, no, and, you know, I'm taking a leak right next to him. I go, don't blow the game. And he laughed and <laughs> ran out. And I was like, <laughs> and then I pointed, I'm like, he didn't wash his hands. And I was yelling that from the stands the rest of the day. They didn't even wash his hands. <laughs> don't take a pass from that guy <laughs> that's amazing i love it there's it's nothing better i, I i'm counting the days till the first home game it's funny too because you know like i said i i talked to phil i talked to josh and now you and i almost wish i had waited to do this pod because now i'm so fired up from the se- for the season and it's a long way away it's a ways away oh. but we have club and we got some you know they got the the league going on overseas, so we got a little, and and uh, they got the USA men's and women's that firing yep. off the test matches. So it's some rugby to look Yeah, for sure. Well, Spider, thank you so much again for your time. I can't well, wait to see you again. Me. I can't wait to see you again at Fort Quincy. You are the best. All right. Well, thank you, Dave. Likewise, and I can't wait to get back out there. I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if um, it's only occurring to me now, but I would love to schedule, you know, maybe we, you and I talk 
a couple times during the season, like just sort of catch-ups about how the Free Jacks are going, what, what's going on at Fort Quincy, and how the season's gone so far. I think that would be a really cool thing. Sure, anytime. Be Reach out, man. I'm always available. Love it. Spider, you rock. I will talk to you very soon. I appreciate your time, and you are the All best. Right. Dave, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, my friends, that does it for this bonus episode. You know, for me, being a Free Jacks fan has been a joy and a, a real treat. Week in and week out, I was happy to hear from other fans about their own experiences. Uh, if you'd like to join us in being season ticket holders, you can easily do so by checking out the link in the show notes. So, as always, thanks again for coming along. To all of you across the globe, cheers. Talk to you soon. And be well.